Saturday, the 20th of May, 2022, Scrappy Murphy's in Birmingham, 7pm. Be there. The Chronicles of Podcast Live. Tickets on sale now. Go to www.ctickets.com. It's about getting into schools and talking to young people because, you know, I, I know that people can change. Uh, and, it, and it's about talking to people and getting them to understand and perhaps step back from violence and, and prejudice and whatever. And we just need to work together and keep on the good fight there. Absolutely. Hey there, guys. We are ecstatically happy to announce that we are associated with the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. The times are changing, and with the unfortunate death of Sophie, those changes have made a massive impact for the future. If Sophie was with us still today, I can guarantee what you are doing will still be reaching so many lives of young teenagers, young adults, and those who wish to be as different as possible. So thank you very much. To find out more about this incredible foundation and all the work they do, and more importantly, how you can help, head on over to www.sophielancasterfoundation.com. All right. Is this thing on? Well, howdy doody, everybody. This is Braden Berry from Say We Can Fly, founder of Stay Cozy Clothing, your one-stop shop for the coziest, most fashionable hoodies, T-shirts, and more. Gorsh, Mickey. That's right, folks. And we're proud to say that we are now sponsoring the Chronicles of Podcast. Ouch. Hosted by Tom and Jamie. <laughs> like, you can get 10% off, man. That's right, Shaggy. Just use the special code, the Chronicles at checkout. Oh, boy! Oh. Hey, guys, it's Jasper from the Heads Up Rock Show. You're listening to Tom and Jamie presenting the Chronicles of Podcast. Blinding. Well, learn to push buttons and host a radio show with my ass, boys. Welcome to Hashtag WBW, Way Back Wednesday. And these are the chronicles of Jasper Barrett. Why Jasper this week, Jamie? Why Jasper this week? Well, this Friday, we have a lady that decided she loves something. So do you know what she's going to do? She's going to chase it and make it her life. And Jasper did the exact same thing. He wanted to host a radio show. Do you know what he does? Do you know what he does, people? He hosts a radio show. He does. That he does, sire, and it goes out fucking everywhere. <laughs> At <laughs> I least don't think 15 places, yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's one place you'd go, I bet it's not better than there, and go, I'll actually tell you something right now. It is. Like, he lists a few of these places in this episode, and he can guarantee that there's a load more has been added since then. We recorded this in September 2020. So, yeah, is- yeah. This is a doozy. He um, obviously plays unsigned rock artists uh, and has been doing it, I think it's about 11 or 12 years now. 
uh, but it's all on the internet. So uh, if you follow his page um, on Facebook, you will see, or any of the pages for the internet radio shows, uh, you will see exactly where it is played and what time it is played for the Heads Up Rock radio show. It's amazing. Different countries all over the world as well. It's, it's a great show if you're looking to find unsigned artists as well. And talking of unsigned artists, our little gig we've got going on in May, at least two of the bands have been played on Jasper's radio show as well, which is absolutely incredible. So, yeah, please go check it out. Voodoo Radio, Digital Future Media, Eternal Web, Tomorrow Radio. They're just four examples of all these places you can find. They're basically what we're trying to tell you, people, is there's no excuse. Exactly. Uh, Also, this is the only interview where I am actually sat in with the guest as Jasper is pretty much like a surrogate father to me um, and has been for many and many and many and many a year. Uh, So I am actually in the guest's screen on this one. So it was quite interesting how we did this and we won't be doing it again um, (laughs) because it was a bit weird to just sit and talk. You know, if we're going to do an interview properly, like sat in the room, then Jamie, you should have been with me. Do you know what I mean? Rather than it, it was a bit still. It was something we sampled. We tried it. Um, it. The the only problem is uh, I'm not wearing a hat. So you won't be able to tell what season it is. No, we don't know what the weather's like outside because Tom's not wearing a hat. So I'm very, very sorry about that. Um, but yeah, this was a really good fun, a uh, really good laugh. And uh, I got out, I was two to one down against Brummies. It was, uh, it was nuts. <laughs> Do you know, I always forget Jasper's also a Brummie. Yeah. But still, please come and check this interview out. It's one not to be missed. And please Absolutely. go check out Jasper's Heads Up Rock show on those places Jamie just said. Or where else you get your internet rock radio from, Jamie? Yes, sir. Any final words? Just a massive thank you to Jasper. It was an honour doing this. It was great to learn more about the show. And we shall see you on May 28th, sir. I look forward to it. Guys, please get your tickets at www.ctickets.com. The Chronicles of Podcast live, May 28th. Scruffy Murphy's in Birmingham. Jasper, thank you so much for sitting down and talking to us. We really appreciate it. We hope you guys enjoy listening to this as much as we did recording it. Ladies and gentlemen, these are the chronicles of Jasper Barrett. It's really throwing me off. You own your cap the right way around. You want to say, Jay? It's really throwing me off. You own your cap the right way around. I feel better now. Fucking hell. When you take it off, the light reflects on me and you can see me. It's <laughs> <laughs> much better. Oh. Oh, no, I'm sat with our guest this week, so it's a bit different to normal. Yes. Uh, he's been a great friend of mine for 15 years. I've, I've lived with him twice. He's been there for me no matter what, and he's an absolute legend. I'm going to let Jamie introduce properly, but I just wanted to get that out there, that I am currently sat at two metres apart, of course, at two metres apart, <laughs> uh, <laughs> to coincide with COVID laws. But yes, this man is an absolute legend in my eyes and I can't stress enough how much I love him. And he's like a surrogate father to me. Oh, thank you very much. No. But yes, Barfightian's here on the show today. We've got a man who is so damn entertaining and so good at his show, Heads Up Radio, that he's played all around the world. And what is even more impressive to me is the fact he's a Brummie. Welcome to the show, Mr. Jasper Barrett. Hey. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> to be here. How the devil are you, sir? I'm fine, thank you. How's everything with you? I'm good. I'm good. It's one of them mad days because I've got to run off to work in about an hour. So yeah. it's one of them. Hooray! Night shifts for Jamie. Hooray. Woo! Oh, mine are all night shifts. 
sure is. That's his little fucking face. Look at him. No, no. I don't know. I don't know. One can see this. I apologise. People be listening to this. It's me rambling bollocks as usual. But, uh, yeah, it's good. So, uh, Mr. Barrett, how has lockdown treated you? Have you taught yourself anything new? Have you been doing anything with your time? To be honest, lockdown hasn't really been any difference for me, other than the lack of live music. Um, everything else, really, work work's been the same. We, I'm basically, I, I guard um, a site, and um, even when there's nobody on the site, obviously the buildings have to be looked after. So, yeah, night shifts for me. Um, nothing's changed really. Shopping's difficult, obviously, because to start off with, there was, a, there was the, all that mentalness about getting into shops and, you know. Um, all the toilet roll for me, all of the toilet roll. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so we had, to, we had to keep borrowing Tom's toilet roll. <laughs> that, nothing was really any different. That's good. It's good. It's good to hear some people weren't that affected because obviously other people it did affect quite bad. So it's it's good to know some people went unaffected really. Yeah, yeah. I do. I feel for the people that had it really bad. And there are a lot of people that are still finding it difficult, and people that have lost their jobs, and people that still haven't got back to their jobs. <laughs> Tom. Yeah. But yeah, um, I realise we've been very lucky here. Um, as for the radio, obviously, there's not a huge amount of new music because people aren't being able to get out and, and create it. That was going to be my next question. Too. I was going to say, like, has it affected the show? Obviously, I don't know radio is not going to go anywhere during all this, but with stuff that's sent in and whatnot yeah, that you play. A little, bit, a little bit more spurious at the moment. We are still getting it, um, and there's a lot of people that are still able to make it because they use home computers and the home software to record it. So from that point of view, any, any band where all the members can, can record for themselves, it's not quite as difficult because they can send the stuff off. It can all get processed by one person, uh, whichever one of them is more skilled at mixing, to be honest. So it can be done. It's just obviously more difficult if you don't have those, that means to do it. <clears throat> so with heads up radio how many stations does your show play on at the moment it's six um i've just lost two oh. um but as as one goes and they're just replaced by another one so it's been six for about four years now just at the moment it's um four for the four long-standing ones and then two two fairly new ones. How come we lost the two then? Was that just because a different a new show came in or they wanted to change it up? Or? One of them has gone off air completely. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I don't know what happened. But it was one of the American stations. Um, somebody mentioned that the show wasn't being played. Um, I wasn't having any messages answered. The whole, the whole site was unavailable and I couldn't get hold of the guy on Facebook. So I'm not quite sure what's going on there. <laughs> um, with, the, with the second one, there's a safe station in Scotland. The person that, that introduced me to the station left. And then he obviously introduced three of us. There was me and two other shows. And, um, and although the guys in the station said that 
it was that was fine as long as we kept sending the show. They stopped they stopped playing the shows and and stopped contacting us. So although the station's still running, they're just not playing our shows. So obviously, you said America and was Scotland. What other countries do you go out in? Well, it's American and the UK that actually play the show, but obviously, with it being internet-based, you can listen to it anywhere. Okay. And are they all rock radio stations, or is there like a mix? No, they're not all rock. Um, we have we have four of them are dedicated rock stations. The the new one is is a complete mix, and there's one that's I think it's, it's based in Scotland and in Cornwall. <laughs> the two, the two <laughs> are based at the opposite ends of the country. Right? But they, they both have access to the servers and they can both get in and, and, and do live shows and change the music on the rotations and all that sort of stuff. So basically it does come from both places. Um, they're also, they do a huge, huge mix of different shows. Are you uh, aiming to take over Australia next? <laughs> Funnily enough, you get played quite a lot in Australia. Do you? Uh, I've got about six or seven very popular Australian bands on the show, and they 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 promote very heavily. So as soon as, as soon as I tag them into a playlist, it's all it's all around there. All their fans get to hear about it. Um, I got two promoters from Australia that I send the, the playlists off to. And when obviously when their their artists are on, they promote it quite heavily as well. That's amazing. That's really cool. It's good stuff. Got a couple it's... of Romanian bands um, promote very heavily. Obviously, there are some bands that that don't promote so heavily, but um, most of the most of them will share the posters or something like you know that or put a post up saying we're getting played on such and such. Um. Well, I find it easier for the, especially for the bands, if they just share the post that I put up, because all the bands are tagged into it. So anybody that's interested, they say, oh, we've been played on this show, then click on that, comes up and in the comments, there's a, a running order of all the bands that are being played. And basically what we say at the beginning of the, of the show is, if you want to get in touch with the band or you want to read more about the band, just click, right click on it, open it in a new tab. You can read all about the band close it down, you're back to the poster, ready to start again. Just pick the next band you want to go and check. So that the idea is to make it easy for the listener to actually go straight in, find the band, because obviously some, some of the band names are very difficult to just put up as their name on Facebook. So you'll get all sorts of different names that they've had to use. Um, so if there's a link to go straight to that, you don't have to put them, a lot of them will use their band name and then official or rock band uk or something like that and if you don't type that whole thing in there's about six or seven bands with the same name you're like which one's the one i'm looking for i suppose yeah. that is a problem these days because there's that many bands especially unsigned bands out there who have the same bloody name yeah. <laughs> you know it's we've noticed it like one of our shows on you suck with what's the difference they thought oh it's a great name and then they decided to google it and they went oh there's about 500 podcasts with the name what's the difference <laughs> <laughs> so I suppose it is something that does happen so obviously as we said at the start you grew up in Birmingham as all the best people do so whereabouts did you grow up? 
Um, I was born in Aston, but we moved to Small Heath at about, was it was about six or seven. We moved to Small Heath and I stayed there right up until, until I left home. Went into the Air Force at 17 and a half and moved from, from Small Heath to there. And then, then the Air Force became my parents and my home and, and that was it then. No one can blame you for trying to run away from Small Heath as quick as you could leave home. It's fine. <laughs> Go back there, and, uh, but I didn't stop the car anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you whatsoever. So yeah, what? Where I lived, and I was just going to drive past and go. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that before. I went through Mosley once, and I was like, well, "Yeah, I live there." But let's get going. <laughs> so, what made you get into radio? Oh, how long have we got for this? As long as you need. Excellent. Okay. Before we even before we even started this, I have to go back to the the job I had previously. Um, working in West Bromwich with a guy that bought and sold um, electronic equipment, basically disco speakers and things like that. And he'd buy them in, generally buy B-grade stuff in from China, the big pallets, pallet loads. And myself and his other technician used to take him into the, the workshop, test them, repair them if, if, if we could, if they needed it. And then he'd sell them on. So we, we were doing that. Um, one of his customers was after a, a flight case and he got a couple of young guys on who were still at school that were in charge of picking and packing and such like. And um, they, they took the order that this, this girl phoned in for the flight case. He said, yeah, okay, we get it here. And um, it turned out that we didn't have any and we couldn't get any. <laughs> instead of phoning back and saying, look, I'm sorry, we made a mistake. We can't get you this flight case. Is there anything else we can we can get for you? He just left her hanging. She was like, okay, where, where's my flight case? And um, I ended up being the complaints department, being, I don't know, the other technician was a bit rough and ready and they wouldn't let him answer the phone. So <laughs> basically they used to pass everyone on to me because I'm not what I had the best phone manner, but this knack of being able to calm people down, um, which is, you know, insecurity is not a bad, bad trait, to be honest. But it worked well with customer service as well. So she phoned up and she was livid, but where's my flight case, all this sort of stuff. And I ended up having to take the phone and, and have a chat to her. And we got talking and we got on really well. Um, <laughs> strangely enough, turns out that she's, she's a singer and um, we're still in contact now. Good friend of the wife's as well, strangely enough. And um, she was she was doing a competition, basically that was a sort of unsigned version of Britain's Got Talent, and the prize was that you get to host a radio show. And she won this, and the radio show turned out the station turned out to be like a shed in London somewhere. There was a mixing desk and a microphone, and that was it. With no headphones, no nothing. So her first show. We basically had to listen to and message her on Facebook saying, yeah, you need to turn the mic up, you need to turn the music down, this, that and the other. And after about five shows, even at the fourth show she turned up and there were people working in it and there was sawing and banging and all sorts oh of stuff going God. on. She said, basically, I can't do this anymore. This is ridiculous. 
So the people that organised the competition got back to it and said, look, we like what you've been doing. And we realise that this radio station is actually a part of shite. How about if we gave you a, the servers and the bandwidth and everything, how about you, you do your own radio station? And she said, well, I could give that a go. So she started NTM Radio, which was Max in the Mix Radio, and phoned up and said, look, I've been asked to do this radio station. Would you do a rock show for me? I said, yeah, of course I would. And put the phone down. And I thought, how the bloody hell am I supposed to do a rock show? I had no equipment. I got nothing. I got the computer and that was it. So I ended up having to try and rig a mixer and a microphone and all sorts of stuff for this to this computer, and I was like, I don't know how this is going to work. Um, I ended up buying a, a fairly cheap at the, at the time recording program, which I've upgraded and upgraded and has become my absolute go-to for everything at the moment. Um, and it started from there. Uh, I started off, I was obviously I was having to play a mixture of um, old, old rocks, classic staple tunes and things like that before I built up a decent enough amount of music where I could just take it to completely unsigned music. And then I went to do just unsigned for a few years and it was heads up unsigned for a while. And uh, then I realized that it's hard to, it's hard to call music unsigned if a band have their own label, if the band have become their own label and then they're doing all their own stuff, <clears throat> they put the music out under that label. And then you get the pedantics on there saying, aren't these guys signed to such and such? <laughs> you know, I, I, hang on, I'll check. And you, you check it. Yeah, it's, it's their label. The label begun, begins, it belongs to the band. Nobody else uses it. It's just the name that they record under. So I took the unsigned bit off. And I still don't play mainstream stuff. So there's nothing by big name bands, Metallica and people like that. It is all basically just underground stuff. It's good though because you know in modern day it's not easy for I say unsigned independent we'll use bands to get played because you know as I said radio isn't what it used to be you know, yeah. MTV is not what it used to be so it's good there's people like yourself out there who are willing to give these people a chance to be fair yeah there are lots of people because now it's it's so easy to do you know the mixing software you can pick up for nothing. There's various programs where you can just talk for a bit, put some music in, talk for a bit more. Even if you, a lot of them now don't even talk, they just throw the throw the songs in, and that's it. Um, I've never really been a fan of that, um, especially with you saying independent music, because it's not something that you'd instantly recognise. A lot of people would, would listen to it and go, "I quite like that." I have no idea who it was. So, yeah. You know that's not really doing doing any good for the for your artists. So my show they always get the introduction before and again afterwards to say who it was in case you picked it up halfway through. But I have to make sure that each each song is introduced before and and after the the, the record. So you you can't really miss who it was or what it was. That's that's really good though. Because, you know, like, like I said, a lot of people don't do... There's not many places to do this sort of things for these sort of bands anymore. So I'm, so, I'm surprised that they allow people to do shows 
that don't talk. It does surprise me. It's really my because, like you said, obviously they're not going to know who it is. If they really like something, they're like, well, I have absolutely no idea who this is. So that's a bit shit on the bands that are on that uh, radio station because yeah, they're getting played, but they won't pick anybody up because no one knows who it is. <laughs> yeah, it's not like you can you can get hold of the DJ and say, what was that one? Because he went sort of. Eh, 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 <laughs> no. Yeah, it's, it's not clever. I don't understand why you would do it. But, but people do, and and people listen to it, so, you know, it must be a rhythm, you know, it must be doing something. It's all on people's preference, isn't it? Because I'm sure there is people out there that go, I don't want to listen to this guy talk bollocks, just play the music. I can understand that. I don't, really sort of don't like listening to me talk bollocks either. <laughs> <laughs> so, where did your love for rock music come from? Is it parents, friends, just oh. something you picked up? No, right from when I was a youngster, really back in the back in the seventies with glam rock, started listening to bands like Slade and the Sweets and things like that, and it came from there. And then I sort of backed out of the rock scene in the eighties. Um, I went went very electronic. So Gary Newman came along and, and it blew me away completely. I was like, what? I can identify with that. Why have I never heard this before? Obviously, because it had not been there before. But I sort of abandoned everything and went down that route um, with the electronics, Depeche Mode and Gary Newman and all that sort of thing. And pushed rock out of the scene for it. It was right on the back burners for a long time. And then, I don't know, probably towards... Well, maybe with the with the advent of um, new metal and grunge and things like that, started to come back to it. <clears throat> and then when I was offered a, offered the show, I was like, right, I've got to do some research now. Because <laughs> 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 there's a lot of stuff I've missed. Um, and to be honest, I still don't listen to mainstream rock music anymore, which is. Because I play stuff and someone will say, oh, that sounds very much like um, such and such. Or like, oh, does it? I've not listened to them. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's odd because people are going, oh, yeah, you play all this rock on your show and everything. You must like such and such. And like, yes. <laughs> I don't know them. <laughs> but um, I learned a long time ago not to do that. Because if, if you just go, oh, yeah, of course they're brilliant. And then they start reeling off all this stuff. Yeah. Expecting you to know what they're talking about. <laughs> And I just play and I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, of course. Mm. That album they brought out, track four, wonderful. <laughs> yeah. It came out yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then there was this thing on it, it the guitar, that bloke did that guitar thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like that, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so I just tell people now, I, I don't listen to um, the mainstream rock. I only listen to people that can't afford to produce... Um, extremely loud music. So you said you got brought back into it during like the early ad, the early um two thousands and new metal and stuff like. What was it that brought you back in? Was it a certain artist or? Um, people like Rage Against the Machine, um, Limp Biscuit, all that sort of stuff. Quite liked a bit of Manson, but you know, really didn't really get back into it as, as well as I had been before. So I would listen to stuff and go, yeah, I look quite like that. 
but I wouldn't go out like when I was when I was young and I'd hear a song and then I'd just go and buy an album because of the song. You know, I got loads and loads of shite albums like that. And <laughs> I was just like, well, that's got a good song on it. <clears throat> well, okay. I suppose that was it was the difference about them, wasn't it? Because you heard one good song, you're like, oh, the rest of the album's bound to be this good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I bought Extremes Pornography. One of my favourite albums of all time. On the strength of more than words. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ, what's all this? <laughs> I love it when that happens and people are like, I love that song. I love that song. Not which song? More than words. Have you heard the rest of the album? No, I didn't think you had. <laughs> yeah. I imagine the, the amount of like old ladies women that bought it on the strength of that song. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> It's like when Disturbed released The Sound of Silence the previous year and I was like, how many people went and brought that album thinking every song was going to be like this? To be honest, quite a few of them were, were fairly much like that. But um, <laughs> earlier stuff. Yeah, you know, oh, I'll get some of their back stuff. Uh, oh, the Sickness one, that sounds right. I'll get that. <laughs> 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 oh, this song sounds like about his mother abusing him. That's just what we want to listen to. <laughs> What's that, mother? Oh, shit. <laughs> Oh, I love it. So, obviously, we said uh, Heads Up Radio gives focus on the limelight to independent bands. So, what bands that you've discovered and helped stick out? Is there anyone that you're like, these are actually so good, I'm going to get their albums for myself? Um, there are a few. Um, Fury from Worcester. Hmm. Awesome band. I know of them, yeah. Highly into them. Um, band from Liverpool called Raised by Wolves. Now, Raised by Wolves is difficult because there's about eight bands called Raised by Wolves. You need to get the right one. I suppose I've heard that name recently, but I'm wondering if it is even the same band now you said that. Possibly not. Um, the, one, the band that I, that I play, if you're looking from on Facebook, it's UKRBW. So you don't even type Raised by Wolves in, otherwise all these you get six or seven tags come up and you're like, crap. Which one is it? <laughs> but it isn't any of them. <laughs> uh, I've spent all this week tagging tagging a band in and it turns out I've been tagging the wrong one. <laughs> uh, thought, oh, crap. Who was that? I, I'll have to look that up, to be honest. <laughs> this week's show, actually. Uh, Killers and Kings. <clears throat> Killers and Kings. Yeah, they're called Killers and Kings. And the track that I played is quite a bluesy one. It was really, it was really... They do, a, they do a variety of, like, rock, hard rock, and bluesy stuff. It, it's not heavy metal. It's not screamy, shouty. But, um, yeah, there's about, about four or five bands that come up when you take Killers and Kings. And I... So I picked the one that I thought was the right one at the beginning of the week, and I've been tagging that one in, into all the shows. And when I checked up on it yesterday, <laughs> I was doing the tags, I thought, well, that's not the same band. <laughs> so, so I tagged them into today's thinking, well, they're meant to get the general idea, as soon as there's like four or five posters already, so they must know they've been played a few times. But um, yeah, you, something you have to be careful of. It's one of those minefields. Um. Yeah, 
I love the idea of these guys just setting on this band name and then looking it up and going, there's about six of us. Do you know, do you know what? I'm not thinking of another one. Fuck it. <laughs> I'll, I'll just add some bitch to remember the tag. It must drive you mad, though. I wonder how many band names they went through before they went, do you know what? I'm sick of this. Everyone's fucking taken. Let's just... <laughs> I'll just use the first one I thought of and look at UK or metal or... <laughs> If we make it, I'll copyright it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did have that that issue with a band in Birmingham, Birmingham called Race. Um, again, another band that I highly recognize, uh, recommend. And um, I used to introduce them as the Mighty Race all the time. And then an old seventies band called Race got back together. They've been they've been defunct for like twenty five years. They decided to get back together and release another record, and then said. They've stolen our name. <laughs> it's a name that you haven't used for twenty-five years. <laughs> because they were they were all still they'd all still been in the music industry, they're all still recording and such like. They'd got cash behind them and they threatened them with solicitors and all sorts. So um so they changed their name to the Mighty Rafe now, it's great. Like, oh, oh, I've picked your name for you. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that was um so it's the only time I've ever known that to happen because normally the the band that that have the name at the time, when you, if you come in and can test it, will will stick with it. So if you if you were that name twenty five years ago, normally people just say, well, you know, you did give it up. But uh, yeah, these guys carried on. They carried on using it, and uh, they got a bit. They got quite heavy over it. That just seems mad. There we go. So. Have any of that bands that you've helped give exposure to gone on to do like real big things? Um, yeah, there's a band called Stone Broken. Um, again, fairly local to the Birmingham area. In fact, yeah, they're, they're from Warsaw. Hmm. They were signed to a, to a label who were part of EMI. So oh, nice. EMI, so they're not doing too, they've not done too bad. And their early stuff was a little bit sort of little bit like Nickelback stuff, oh. you know, um, easy listening, slight, slightly rocky. But um, yeah, the newer stuffs, obviously they've got they've got some backing behind them. Um, it's I mean it's still the same it's the same style of music, but it's moved a little bit further away from the Nickelback style, and um, more more towards them having their own identity. But yeah, they they're just about to work on their second or third album now. I think, I think, what I thought was their first album was just like a, a quite a long EP, because I think a lot of that went into their first album. But yeah, mm. Sony, Sony EMI got behind them, and uh, they're doing quite well for themselves. So where do you find these bands? Do, do they approach you? Do you approach them? Or? Um, there's a lot of a lot of promoters on Facebook, um, generally my bands come from that so uh promoters will send stuff to me you basically register with them and say i'm quite interested in getting new music from these unsigned in and you know independent bands and they're quite happy to go right okay well we'll send you as much as i've got um loads of it gets sifted through there's a lot of content that i that i don't get on with so i don't play it but um i can i can be sent up to 45 50 songs a week Wow. From promoters, 
Um, there's other there's other people that, that do basically Facebook advertising for them. So um, there's Facebook there's Facebook companies that there's one called um, Metallum Subterra, basically underground metal, <clears throat> and they review videos and such like from bands. They send them in. They put them on Facebook. They do their they do a review. Um, and I check a lot of that stuff and I've had quite a few of the bands that they've reviewed. Um, and then I get in touch with the band on Facebook and say, look, this is what I do. If you're interested in having your music played, being part of the heads up, the heads up family, send music to here, um, MP3s, and I'll let you know when it's being played. Oh, excuse me. Oh, I'm being, having a phone call. Oh, mate, can I call you back in about 10? Yeah, I'll give I'll give you a shout back in a minute. So unprofessional. <laughs> so unprofessional. Lovely <laughs> <laughs> well, work. So um, God knows what they want. I'm not, I'm not on duty tonight. So obviously, you're saying like the Facebook advertiser, does live music play a big part into it? Do you like go to festivals and gigs and then approach bands afterwards? Yes. Yeah. The, that's how I started off doing this. Hmm. Um, I used to go and watch bands that I knew um a lot of the early bands were support bands for um a Metallica tribute band because I had friends that did this this Metallica tribute and we used to go and watch them and then if the support bands were any good I'd, I'd have a chat with them after the show get music off them like that and then you look to see who they're supporting or who they're playing with and you check them out um and a lot of the times they'll say oh yeah get in touch with this promotions agency they're, deal they're dealing with us and then you build it up from that, and then the promoter, the promoters send you different bands, and yeah, it um, it snowballed quite quickly. Once people realise that that you'll play their music, all of a sudden they're your best mates. I suppose they are. If you're giving their bands exposure, yeah. yeah. I guess with lockdown, that's really affect. Well, no live music at the moment, so obviously you're not getting that sort of uh, clientele in. Just because there's no fucking live music at the moment. Yeah, there's very, there's very little being actually produced at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Shit. Fortunately, all the bands that send music stay on file. I've got a huge file on the computer of, of all the music that I've, that I've played, and I keep all the albums and all the CDs and all the all the EPKs that are sent. So I've got all that to fall back on. So if a band hasn't released anything. In the last couple of months, they'll still get played. I'll play their older stuff, um, and the the beauty of of the mixer that I that I use is that I can actually use stuff from Spotify and YouTube and things like that, and put them straight into the show from there. So that'll put it straight into the into the recordings. So how long? Sorry, sorry, Jamie. How do you okay. who you gonna play on the show? How do you decide who's going on what week? Um. Literally, ninety percent of it goes by singles that have been released. Okay. So the bands, I tend to use the, the same bands. When I introduce a band onto the show, I pick four new bands a week, and that's that's sort of almost personal preference. I'll get all these bands in, and I think, well, I want to do a loud show this week, so I'll pick four loud bands, or I'll pick three loud bands and, and, and something that'll counterpoint that. Um, and then they get introduced 
during the show. And then the rest of the show is by people that I've already got in the folder that I'll, that I'll put in as and when. And when they release new singles, 90% of the time that will go in on the week of release or the week that I get it. Anything other than that, it's it's just basically I'll just go through and pick a band and go, I haven't played them for a while. I'll put those in, see what they're doing on Facebook. Um, sometimes I'll get in and go, oh, sorry guys, we've, we've closed the band down. Financial things, you know, had a problem with some of the band members. And I lose them, so, you know, I don't, I don't play them anymore. There's not much point in playing new music if the band's not still around. But I do tend to keep the albums and such like, so even, even when the band's disfunct, I'll keep their music. So I meant to ask, how long have you been doing Heads Up Radio? I know you said it happened, but I can't be saying when it was. 10 or 11 years now. 10 or 11 years. Has much changed like since you started to like now? Like, Did you used to get sent CDs and now it's files and stuff like that? Has it changed in the times? Yeah, it has changed hugely. Um, the, the whole the whole thing has changed. I mean, ninety percent of the music I get now is is MP3 files, um, and they'll come from Dropbox or somebody's somebody will just send them. Um, yeah, very rarely now do I get CDs. Occasionally, a band will send me an album through the post or something like that. Occasionally, I'll I'll go to a gig and I'll buy one from them. Yeah, you know, at the gig. But um, most of the time, yeah, they'll they'll just they'll just forward the whole album as MP3s. Makes things quite a lot easier, to be honest. I suppose it means more of their stuff's going to get played the more they give you, really, doesn't it? Yeah, because I tend to, if I have a band that I've been playing on a regular basis, I've, quite a lot of the time, if they've got a single out, I'll play that when it comes out, but. In the following weeks, I'll just introduce a different song off the album um, and say, right, you can you can hear the new single on their Facebook page at any time. This is something else from the album that I think you should be listening to, or at least you should you should be able to hear. Um, hopefully, it'll give you the impetus to go and buy the album, or at least listen to it. So I'll play a different track. But they're all sort of hand-picked. If I do that, I could go through an album and go, mm, yeah, that's okay, that's okay. Apart from one that, that I finished this week's show off with, because um, <laughs> I got to the end of the show and I thought, oh crap, I've only got about a minute and a half left, and I've got to try and fill that with a song. Uh, so I went through the, all the stuff that I'd got, all, all the bands that I knew did short songs, and found one, I thought, I'll bung that in. Um, fortunately, all the sh- all the, the the times that the show goes out pretty much after the watershed because I listened back to it afterwards and, and it, it's just it's, it's just blatant swearing almost so bad on the rock stations they don't mind it so much but the two other stations that have a mixture of everything um, that, can, that can go a bit iffy <laughs> Fuck shit bollocks, wank. What's it called, scum of the earth? <laughs> brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, Amazing. Uh, Tom, did you have any other questions? I've, I've gone for uh, mine. Uh, 
not I could think of, but it's, it's been an unbelievable experience that I've thoroughly enjoyed. That's been great. I loved it. It's been good fun. So where where can people find your your station? Basically, if if they come to my Facebook page, each each station has its own show poster. So every day I will put a new poster up with the running order and a link to that station where they can hear it. Um, Sundays, there's always a poster with all the stations listed on it, all the people, uh, all the, the bands in the comments. And then I do a birthday section as well, where I'll just read it if all my Facebook friends have got birthdays. And they're all tagged in it as well. So it's a, it's a bit of a nightmare when you've got like 50, 60 people to tag. <laughs> And then, and then we, I'm on my way to work, and it's done, my phone starts pinging around saying, Oh, thanks for the show. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why did it have to be so nice? Yeah, couldn't do that. But then the, the whole idea behind that is maybe someone will go, Oh, I'll get a mention on the show. I'll have a listen. You know, it might work, it might not. I don't know. I, I, I don't do listener figures because I don't have the servers that, that the show's broadcast from. Mm. Basically, the stations wouldn't know, but I've never bothered to ask. <laughs> That's wonderful. So what day does the show go out on? Um, all of them apart from the weekend. Oh, wicked. That's nice. It now goes out Monday to Friday. Although Thursdays is Thursday midnight, so in America that's sort of mid-afternoon, early evening, depending on where about in America. But um, I suppose it still counts as Thursday somewhere. <laughs> wonderful so basically just get everyone to look up Jasper Barrett on Facebook look up Heads Up Radio yeah. and Monday to Friday Heads Up it should come up with my name somewhere wonderful thank you so much for coming on mate it's really good fun been an absolute pleasure thank you very much yes, thank you very much I've loved it so thoroughly oh. <laughs> hey there I'm Frank Guglielmelli and I'm the narrator for the audio drama feed Featuring such audio dramas as Bounty Hunters, Marty and Mars, Val Toby, and so much more. You can find all of these wonderful programs on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Or you can go to our website at www.audiodramafeed.com. We are thrilled to be affiliated with the Chronicles of Podcast with Tom and Jamie.